Now let's try it again. Good evening, church. Thank you for being here. Looks like there's more people here tonight, and I'm grateful to you. I have a guest speaker. His name is Pastor John Conrad. He's been in ministry about 18 years. He's from Southern California. He is the son. He's also a pastor, but he is the son of Pastor John Mendez. So he's my guest speaker tonight, and I want you to please give him a warm Cathedral of Faith welcome. Pastor John Conrad. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. God bless you, Cathedral of Faith. Isn't God good? You know, um, I'm so blessed to be here. I want to thank Pastor Mike and all the pastors. Thank you so much for the privilege to be able to share this word with you today. And um, as I was preparing for this word, God's been speaking to my life uh, on, on a couple of things, and I want to share with you. And um, my, my theme for the message tonight is when God is in it, things are not always the way that they seem. And how many can say amen to that? When God's in it, things are a little bit different uh, than what they seem at first. And I remember... Um, a long time ago, when I was thinking about this theme, uh, there was uh, this time in my life, I was, a, I was pretty young, I was in high school, right? And um, this crazy thing happened to me. And um, how many of you guys here watch uh, UFO documentaries or anything like that? You know, and, and I remember, especially at that age when I was in high school, it interested me so much, right? And so I would watch all the, you know, late night shows and get kind of scared sometimes and stuff. And so anyways, long story short, one day um, I had to feed my dog and I had this dog named CJ. I think my mom would remember that dog. And uh, it was always my, you know, responsibility to feed the dog. And so one day, uh, I went out there, and I was kind of playing with him a little bit, and, um, you know, something happened. Uh, I, uh, I began to, you know, play with him. It was, I remember it was under this lemon tree, and uh, I would always feed him under that tree. And on this particular night, something happened, okay? I, I was standing out there, and I was doing my normal thing, and all of a sudden, I began to hear this loud noise and I couldn't figure out what it was right and how many of you guys know that like when dogs or cats sense something is off they start to like kind of show signs of that right and so my dog started to kind of run around the yard and and immediately I felt like you know what something is not right here something feels kind of weird right and this sound just kind of like picked up and it was getting louder and louder and I can kind of hear it. And it sounded like it was kind of hovering somewhere and I could hear this type of sound. And immediately my teenage mind began to go crazy and my imagination began to think of all kinds of things that could be happening, right? And I got a little bit scared at first and um, I saw my dog start running around the yard and he was barking, he was barking and I couldn't figure out exactly what it was but suddenly the sound started getting louder and louder and like the hairs on, on my neck began to stand up as I felt like something is not right, right? And as I was standing there, all of a sudden, the wind began to blow around, around the trees in my neighborhood, especially towards my backyard. And I remember I looked across the street because I wanted to see if the wind was blowing over there too. There was no wind, right? So automatically, my sensors start going off in my head, and I'm like, God, what's going on here? 
And then all of a sudden, I saw something come over my house. And it was like a, this round kind of oval-shaped thing, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And immediately, I remembered all the UFO movies and TV shows that I had seen. And immediately, I'm like, oh, my God, aliens. And I started to freak out. And I was like, okay, CJ, get over here. My dog was just going nuts, right? And, and I couldn't get him to calm down. And I was like, CJ, get over here. And as I was yelling at him, the thing kept on getting closer. And I could see something kind of coming over. And, I'm, and it was kind of close too. And so I was like, oh, man, they're going to try to beam me up. I don't know what's happening. And so I'm like sitting there. I'm like, CJ, CJ, what are you doing? And he's running around, running around. And all of a sudden... I saw this like light and I was like, there it is, the tractor beam. I heard about those things, right? I'm like, no, no, CJ, get over here, get over here. And I'm yelling, CJ, what are you doing? He's running around, running around. I'm like, CJ, I know what they do to dogs. Get over here. Come on, bro, what are you doing? And he just would not come over. My heart was pumping and I started to run back into the house. I was like, forget the dog. I'm gonna go back in the house. So I run inside of the house and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I could see like these lights that were kind of coming over the side. And I'm like, what is it? And on the side of it, I could see that there was some sort of like writing on it. And I'm like, what kind of hieroglyphic writing is this on the side of this? And I looked looked up to see if there was some sort of alien writing and on the side of it it said good year <laughs> I remember that night I, I realized that things are not always the way they seem amen especially when God is in it you know it's like a seed, and God's been talking to my life a lot about seeds lately, okay? He's been really speaking to me on this topic, and I want to share that with you. God does some amazing things with seeds, and every seed has a future inside of it, but you can't see the full manifestation until the time has passed, you know, there are great trees that are so tall and so majestic. I mean, some that are even so big that you can drive a car through it. But each one of them started off as a small seed. And, and it is like that with every fruit-bearing plant, right? Everything that has, that gives fruit, it, it gives life, right? But it all starts off as a seed. But you, you never know what it can be until it fully manifests, until it fully becomes what it's supposed to be. Every tree that bears fruit has a purpose. And God creates everything with a purpose. There is nothing that God has created without a purpose. Can I hear an amen? He is, he is so intentional. He knows what he's doing. And, and even, I mean, think, think about just the trees that we get fruit from. I mean, I love avocados. I don't know how many of you guys here like guacamole, but that is just one of my favorite things, you know. But I think about delicious avocados and, and, and what type of, like, service and, 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 and what type of, um, how do you say, like, way, a gift that they give to the world. Every plant has a gift that they give to the world. And everything that comes from a seed is also the same way. You see, 
each one of us, everyone came to planet Earth as a seed. And each one of us were meant to share something. Each one of us were created with a divine purpose for our lives. You know, you know how um, Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. You will know them by the fruit that they give out in their life. That's the gift. Those are the things that God has put inside of us with intention, okay? And everyone came to planet Earth as a seed with your future planted inside of you. Each one of us, God has put gifts inside of us that we were meant to share with the world. You know, a long time ago, you would never be able to tell that God had put a gift inside of me or that he had a plan for my life. I remember when I first came back to church, um, you see, I, I had strayed away from church from quite, for quite some time. I'm one of those, okay? I walked away from the church. I walked away from God. I remember when I came back, I was a full-blown metalhead, all right? I loved metal music. I played in metal bands. And I remember the very first time that I came back to church, I had this beautiful mohawk. I mean, that thing was awesome, okay? It had like liberty spikes, right? And, and I came all dressed up like I thought I was cool, like little punker kid, right? I show up to church and you know what? You'd be surprised at how some people could not see or understand that there was a future that God had in my life. And, and it is that so many ways, I mean, so many times in people's lives, we, we think because of the way that things seem in a certain moment that God does not have a purpose, that he does not have a plan. But let me tell you, if God created you, he created you with a purpose. Amen. And God does not make mistakes. God does not make mistakes. Not one of us here is a mistake. I want to tell you that right now. Maybe you were told that. Oh, you know what? Um, your parents weren't actually planning on having you. You were a oops. Maybe to your parents, but you were not an oops to God. Because God does not make mistakes. He knows what he's doing. And everything that comes from a seed has a purpose, has a gift inside. But you would have never been able to tell when I first walked back into those church doors. I'll never forget that moment. You know, it was such a beautiful moment. I remember my mom had told me, John, you got to come back to church. And I remember this one night I came and I came in, like I said, with my mohawk and everything. But as soon as the worship music started playing, I felt the presence of God. And it was so different than any metal or rock show. It wasn't like anything like that where you have people screaming and people doing mosh pits and all that stuff. But there was something so beautiful about the presence of God. And I remember tears began to roll down my eyes. I couldn't stop it. It was the very presence of God that was touching my life. And let me tell you, when you have that moment, some people will think you're crazy when you talk about it. Can I hear an amen? They'll think you're crazy. They'll be like, what is he talking about? What is she talking about? But until you've experienced God, you'll never know. And I believe that's part of the gift. That's part of what the Lord has for us to share with people. It's not, it's not just um, the things that you can do, your talents, but it's the very presence of God. Each one of us, we carry the presence of God with us wherever we go. Amen? When you're at work, you know, when you're driving, 
presence of God should be with you. It shouldn't be road rage. Can I hear an amen? You know, but we carry the presence of God with us as well. Um, another thing that, that I've really seen is, is about seeds is that not only are we seeds, not only were we created with a purpose in our lives, not only has God gifted us with things in our lives um, uh, in, in which we are supposed to share with the world, but every action that we take, everything that we do, with every action we plant a seed in our lives. I learned that the hard way. I learned that the hard way. Planting seeds of, of things that were not good in my life, you know? And I kept planting bad things, addictions and, and lust and, and, and just you go down the list of laziness and, and anger and, and, and bitterness and I planted all these things in my life with the words that I said and the actions that I did. And, and I kept on wondering, God, why is it that these things keep on happening in my life? You know, I would question God. God, why is it that, that I keep on having all these things happen to me? I don't understand where it's coming from, but I was the one planting it myself. And I didn't realize it at the time. But how, can, how in the world can we expect to... Um, to have a harvest of good things if we keep planting bad things. You know what I'm saying? Check this out, um, what it says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. It says, the seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins a friend. Check out what it says in Proverbs 16, verse 28. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Wow. You know, isn't it interesting how the word puts it? You know, and you think about it. Yeah, if you're planting seeds of gossip, what do we expect to have? Everybody in unity? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's those things that we need to think about. If we're constantly planting seeds of anger, should we reap harvest? I mean, reap a patience? You know? We have to think about every action that we do in our lives. And, and I remember for a long time, um, I was trying to find love in my life. You know? I, obviously, now I have my beautiful wife here who's with me. Why don't you give her a round of applause today? Her name is Dulce. She's been such an amazing blessing to my life but for so long I was looking for the one how many here are looking for the one you don't have to admit it if you still are but you know what You're looking for that one you know what I mean I was looking for the one and I kept on wondering God why is it that I can't seem to find the one but yet I kept planting seeds in my life that were not good for my love life and I wondered, how come I'm not getting that harvest of that one? Well, I kept planting seeds of lust. It was, I'm being real with you. You know, it was the moment in which God said, you know what? I just need you to take some time and be alone for a little bit. And I need you to work on you. 
And it was once I worked on me, it was once I had changed my habits, it was once I had changed, I had changed who I was and the way that I saw love and the way that I saw, you know, uh, relationships. It was in that moment that God delivered me the most beautiful wife in the world. Amen. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I had to wait. Can I hear an amen? Sometimes waiting is good. Let's listen to what, uh, what else it says on, on seeds in James chapter 3, verse 18. It says, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Those who are peacemakers will reap a harvest of righteousness. Man, you know, I know sometimes family life ain't easy. I know sometimes when you're dealing with mom, when you're dealing with dad, when you're dealing with brother, when you're dealing with sister, aunt or uncle, sometimes family can almost seem like the enemy. You know? But let me tell you, when you plant seeds of being a peacemaker in your home, even in your workplace, God will, you will harvest a so much righteousness, but also blessing in your life. Especially once you have that time of, of waiting and, 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 and planting and watering and all that, you will see that harvest in your life. Um, I think we also need to take time on planting seeds of faith and hope in our lives. When you plant seeds of faith and hope, you know, I... For years, my mom and my dad prayed for me that I would come back to the ways of the Lord. And I can guarantee you there were nights where it seemed like it was never going to happen. It seemed like as if like nothing that they were saying or praying or doing was working. But when you plant those seeds of hope, when you plant seeds of faith, you can rest assured because you're putting your trust in God. You're putting your trust in his word. You're putting your trust in his promises. And the word says, if you raise them in the ways of the Lord, they will always find their way back to him. It's because you're planting a seed inside of them. It's a seed of the gospel, but it's also a seed of hope. It's, and I want to I say that to someone who's hearing me tonight. If you're praying for someone and you're waiting for them to come back to the Lord, the Lord is speaking to you right now. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop having faith because he is faithful to his promises keep watering that seed keep just give it some time psalms 126 verse 5 through 6 it says like this you've heard it many times those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy they weep as they go to plant their seed but they sing as they return with the harvest Man, have you ever been in church and you're just worshiping God, you're just praising him because you just had an amazing victory in your life or you've seen a brother or sister and you're like, man, they're just feeling it tonight. They can feel his presence. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's a victory that they just won. Maybe it's one of those moments in which they got that harvest that they were crying and praying for and God delivered. That's the type of God we serve. 
The Bible says God is not like man that he should tell a lie. And you can trust in his word and everything that it says. You see, here's the other part of it. We all know about the planting part. We all know about the harvest part. But the part that you spend the most time on is the waiting and the growing. How many people here are gardeners? Anybody here have a garden at their house? Okay. You know that when you plant that seed at first, it's going to be a while before you see it, right? But we, that's what we talk about so much. It's, it's planting season. We're planting right now. And then we talk about the harvest time. It's harvest season. We're harvesting. But you know what takes the longest? Waiting for it to grow. Waiting to see when it first sprouts out from the ground. A um, long time ago, my, my grandmother, my, my dad's mom, uh, she loved to work in, in gardens, in our garden. She was always planting vegetables and those little chiles that, man, you know those ones you plant in your backyard? You never know. Those things are going to be fire. You got to watch out, right? And so uh, she would always plant stuff like that. And I remember this one time she was planting tomatoes. And as I was waiting to see the tomatoes sprout up, I kind of gave up hope. Because days went by and I would walk by and I would water where the seed was at and I wouldn't see nothing. I wouldn't see anything grow. Time would pass. I would walk past it day and day and day again and nothing would change. Nothing seemed to be happening. Nothing seemed to be changing in that situation. And I gave up hope. I was like, Grandma, I just don't know if I got the green thumb like you. You know? But she told me, mijo, just wait. Give it time. You know, someone needs to hear that tonight because maybe you've been waiting. Maybe you already planted. Maybe you've been watering. You've been walking past that field every day and you're not seeing anything change. You're not seeing anything move. You can't tell if anything is happening underneath the ground or anything is happening. But let me tell you, even when you can't see it, God is working. Even when you don't know it, God is is working even when you can't feel it god is working he's always up to something good he's always up to something new but it's those moments in which i think a lot of times as christians we give up hope and sometimes we walk away from the promise you know, we walk away from, from, from that faith of knowing what, that the breakthrough is going to happen that that your loved one is going to be able to kick that addiction that they've been fighting for years you know, my older sister, she passed away recently, and she struggled with addiction for many years. My family, week after week, my mom, my dad, they'd be praying for her, praying for her. They'd be at church. They'd go to the, to the all-night vi prayer vigils, you know. They'd, they'd be there on Sunday morning, even on the days that I didn't go, and I would see my parents praying at home. I would see them believing that one day, she would break that addiction in her life. And let me tell you, they didn't give up after five years went by and they didn't see anything happen. They didn't give up after 10 years went by and they didn't see anything happen. After 15 years went by, after 20 years went by, they continued to believe, they continued to pray. And you know what? They continued to give God, God the glory regardless of what their circumstance looked like. And he delivered. He delivered. I'll never forget when my mom or my dad, I forget which one it was, who called me and told me, your sister is doing good. You know what? She's doing so good right now, and she's serving in church. 
I'll never forget it because it was a long battle. And I don't know if you've been, you've been battling with that for a long time in, in, in your life or with someone that you know. And you've been praying for them and you've been asking God, God, please just break something. Make something happen. Change something. Make them not want to have this drug anymore. Make it so that that way they don't, they don't like it anymore. But let me tell you, don't give up hope. God will deliver. That's what our God does. He takes people who are broken. He takes people that are addicted. He takes people whose lives were a mess like mine, and he completely transforms them. He renews them. He restores them. He gives us new hope. He gives us new strength. He gives us a, a purpose in our lives. And, that, and, and so many times we are, we are so far from discovering that because everything that's happening around us is telling us that we're not that person. I, I feel like I need to speak to someone tonight, and I need to tell you, you know that God called you a long time ago. You know that God put a purpose in your life, and he said, I want to use you. I'm here to remind you today that he does not change his mind. He does not change his promises. What he says, he will do. He will do. Because when God is in it, things are not the way that they seem. When God is in the midst of your problem, when God is in it, things won't be how it seems to everyone else. They will tell you to give up hope. They will tell you that, well, why do you keep on believing? You're only hurting yourself. But that is the moment, my brother, my sister, that is the moment to begin the battle, to continue fighting, to pick up your sword, to pick up your shield, to put on your helmet and get ready for battle because God is fighting for you. I love that verse. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. And how many of us have planted with tears? How many of us have had those moments? You know, I'm, I'm not just talking about those altar moments, but I'm talking about those moments at home. You know, when reality hits, when it sinks in and you're by yourself and you're in your room and you're thinking about life or you're thinking about your child or you're thinking about your brother or your sister and it hits you in that moment. You plant those tears, God, please make a way. Even if there seems to be no way, God, make a way. Break through. Touch them right now. I'm talking to you. When you plant with those tears, you will harvest with shouts of joy. He will come through for you in your life. I love what it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4. It says, farmers who wait for the perfect weather never plant. <laughs> wow. Just think about that for a second. You know, sometimes we're too busy waiting for everything to be perfect for us to say, okay, now I'm going to have faith. Now, now is the time. Look, can I tell you something? There is never a perfect time. 
There's, there's, there's never going to be a, a moment in your life where everything is just completely perfect because this life is flawed. This world is flawed. It's, it's full of sin. It's, broke. it's a broken world. But if, you, if you're waiting for, for no clouds to be in the sky, for the storm to go away, for you to say, okay, now I'm going to start. Now, here, here I go, Lord. Okay, now, now I will begin to sow into your ministry, God. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody right now. Oh, now, Lord, now, now that everything's okay, now I will begin to serve you with all of my heart. Now I will begin to do these things that you told me to do. Look, God has a message for you today. Don't wait for the perfect weather. There is no better time to start planting than right now, than tonight. It says, if they watch every cloud, they will never harvest. They will never harvest it's it's true you know um i remember um my one of my friends he had this saying and he would always tell me to play the lotto you know he'd be like bro just play the lotto you know just you know he would always tell me this he'd be like if you don't play you can't win right but think about it if you don't plant you can't harvest if you don't put no seeds down, how can you ever expect for that breakthrough to happen? And what does that look like? Well, it looks like this. It looks like, God, I trust you in this situation. As a matter of fact, this situation is no longer in my hands. I'm not even going to try to do anything. I give it to you, God. I place it in your hands. You do what you want. And you know what? I trust you, Lord. Whether you say yes, whether you say no, I trust you, God. I think that's one of the greatest ways of showing faith. When you trust God. Last year in December, I lost my son. And it was one of the hardest moments in my life, me and my wife. I remember the Lord teaching me something so special. Because in that moment, even in the, one of the darkest moments in my life, the saddest moments in my life, I learned from my parents' example. And I said, God, I trust you even in this moment. I give you glory even in this moment. I praise your name, and I accept whatever you have given me in my life. I trust you that no matter what happens to me, you are always looking out for my good. Even in these moments where the rest of the world would, might say, well, where was God? Where was he in that moment? Well, what happened when you called out to him? Where, where was he in that moment? Didn't, why didn't he show up? Well, look, I know my God and I trust him. And that means that regardless of things are good or things are bad in my life, he's in control. And he's watching over me. And I, I'm so thankful because now, all these months later, we're expecting a baby boy. And it's been such a blessing to my life. Can I tell you something? When I praised God 
in that moment, there was a breakthrough in my life. But not only was there a breakthrough in my life, there was a breakthrough in my church. My wife can tell you, okay? I pastor a church in Ontario, California. And in that moment where we continue to give him glory, we continue to worship his name and sing and shout his praises, even in the midst of that moment, there was a Holy Spirit breakthrough, not just in our lives, but in the people that were around us as well, because God is always up to something, and you can't, sometimes you don't, you don't know what it is until it begins to manifest, you know, everything starts off as something like a seed, but you don't know what it'll be until it's fully manifested in your life. I thought that that moment was something that just happened by coincidence, but God showed me he had purpose even for that in my life. He did. Even the bad moments in our lives, God has a purpose for that. Give him glory in the good times and the bad times. Because if we give him glory just when everything is good, I'm sure that's worth something. But what about when it's bad? What about when it's rough? What about when it seems like there is no hope? You know, the great men and women in the Bible, they followed that. And even in the moments that seem like disaster, God came through. That's what faith is. Faith is believing in something that you can't see. It's believing in something that isn't even there yet, but you know it's coming. That's what faith is. That's what it is. And that's what's so beautiful about it. Close your eyes with me for just a second. I just want to say a, a quick prayer. Lord, I ask right now for anyone who is planting seeds on this day, Lord, for anybody who has been waiting for a harvest, Lord. Lord, that you would water their field. Hallelujah. Because your word says that it is you who makes things grow. Even if we're the ones who plant it, you're the one who makes things grow. Oh, oh glory to your name, Jesus. Hmm. Open your eyes for just a second. The word of God says that Jesus is a farmer. Isn't that interesting? The word of God calls Jesus a farmer. If Jesus is a farmer, we should also be farmers too. And so today, I ask you the question. If you're planting something today for someone, or maybe it's for yourself, 
if you need to plant some new seeds in your life today, I want to ask you to stand to your feet. Maybe you're planting for you. Maybe you're planting for someone else. But there's one thing that I know for sure. Every seed has a purpose. And if God is the one watering it, he's the giver of life. He's the water of life. If you plant your seed and you put your hope in him, you will see God's glory. You will see his power. You will see his mighty hand move. We don't serve a God that's dead. We don't serve a God that's weak. We serve a God that, a God that is alive and he is strong and he delivers. And so if you want to declare that with me, just go ahead and raise your hand wherever you are at right now. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, Heavenly Father, today we plant. We put our hope, we put our trust in you, God, knowing that we can trust in your word. And so today, Lord, if we're planting seeds for someone who is fighting addiction. Lord, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we plant these seeds of faith and hope right now. Lord, that you will break those chains. Lord, that you will break through the enemy's lines. Lord, for anyone who is planting for someone who is away from the ways of the Lord, Lord, I pray, Father, that you would be the good shepherd, that you would leave the 99, and you would go find the one, and you would bring them back home. Bring your children back home, Lord. For anyone who is praying for a miracle, a healing, oh Lord, we believe in your healing power. We believe in who you are. We know who you are, Lord, and you are faithful and you are powerful. And we put our trust in you, oh Lord. So right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we plant. And remember this day, oh Lord, as we continue to wait and we continue to water and we continue to walk past, Lord. We give it all to you. We put it all in your hands. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Can you let Pastor John know one more time? Come on. <laughs> How grateful we are. That word was powerful. Thank you. To many of us, he spoke from his own experiences. He spoke from his own heart. It's the first time I've heard him speak. I promise, it will not be the last. Come on, church. And you know what? You're the best congregation. The way you respond to no matter who's up here, you make your pastor proud. So I put a blessing on you just like Pastor John did. That you know my blessing and my prayer for you all the time. That tonight you may sleep like you never slept. Tomorrow, that you wake up good looking. <laughs> that you go, wherever you go in the morning, you go happy. You go full of energy and full of joy. As pastor prayed for you to have the faith to break all this despondency and despair in your life. And that I even pray 
that God would communicate to whoever you work for to pronounce a financial blessing upon you. Good night, church. We love you, and God bless you. Come on, before we leave, let's just leave with a shout in this place.